This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. At least 17 Haitians die after boat capsizes in Bahamas. Antigua and Barbuda threatens to sue Trinidad and Tobago for $60 million. BVI financial services will surpass 2019's pre-pandemic performance. Dominica to consider sex offenders registry and increase the age of consent. Monkeypox declared global health emergency by World Health Organization and U.S. Virgin Islands declare state of emergency on sargasm. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, July 25th. We start a report today in the Bahamas. BBC News reports that at least 17 people from Haiti have died in a boat accident off the coast of the Bahamas, the government has said. Bahamian Prime Minister Philip Davis said it is thought that those on board were traveling from Haiti to Miami, Florida in the United States. Police in the Bahamas said the boat capsized more than 6.8 miles off the island of New Providence. Another 25 people were rescued, including one woman who was found alive inside the overturned boat, authorities said. One child was among the dead. At least one person is still missing with search missions on the way. Two people were taken into custody, both in the Bahamas, over the suspected human smuggling operations, officials said. The number of people attempting the dangerous journey to the United States have increased significantly with the rise in Haiti of gang violence coupled with endemic poverty. The Bahamas Immigration Minister Keith Bell said survivors indicated that they paid between $3,000 to $8,000 for the voyage. We mourn the lives lost of those seeking a better way of life, Mr. Bell said. Those with families and friends in Haiti encourage your loved ones not to risk their lives. In May, at least 11 people, mostly from Haiti, died near the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico. Antigua Newsroom reports that Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda, Gaston Brown, said over the weekend that the Eastern Caribbean countries may have to file a lawsuit against Trinidad and Tobago for 60 million U.S. dollars connected to the collapse of Kilco and British American Insurance Company in 2009. Speaking on radio in Antigua, Brown said the TNT government has made a commitment to pay 100 million U.S. dollars to countries of the Eastern Caribbean Currency Union, but only paid 40 million. Possibly we may eventually have to sue the government of Trinidad and Tobago because, as you know, they had agreed to provide a settlement of 100 million U.S. dollars. They paid about 40 million and the balance 60 million remains unpaid. We have written to the government of Trinidad and Tobago. They have not even treated us with the type of respect that is typical among countries and colleagues. So we will be writing them again. This will probably be the third time, and we hope that now that their fortunes have improved as they are benefiting from the escalation in oil prices, we hope they will put some system in place to cover the rest of the liability. Brown said he took over the chair of the subcommittee on insurance 
endurance in the ECCU last year. Since then, he said significant progress has been made in recovering some of the investments in Kilco made by residents of the Eastern Caribbean. BVINews.com reports that BVI's premier, Dr. Natalia Wheatley, said a by-election would be triggered once former premier Andrew Foy vacates his seat in the House of Assembly. During the fourth sitting of the fourth session of the House of Assembly last week, Speaker of the House Corinne George Massacott said she would not be granting Foy leave permission to be absent from any future sittings of the House until his circumstances in the United States change. Consequently, the former premier will be forced to vacate his seat as the Constitution indicates any member who misses three consecutive sittings of the House of Assembly without leave from the Speaker will have to be removed as a member. In a press conference, Dr. Whitley said he will look at the rules that govern the House of Assembly and the Constitution to decide on how best to proceed with the matter. There are a number of ways where member seats can be vacated, and it is well publicized that if you miss three sittings without having the permission of the Speaker, then the seat would vacate. If the seat vacates, it would trigger a by-election, and that's what the Constitution said, I believe, it is within 60 days of the seat being vacated, and by-election under our Constitution must happen if the seat is vacated, Dr. Wheatley said. In relation to the Speaker's decision, Dr. Whitley said he did not consult with the Speaker before her announcement, and he made it clear that George Massacott is completely independent. BVINews.com reports that the BVI's financial performance is expected to surpass that of 2019, the year immediately before the global pandemic set in and wreaked havoc on the global economy. The year 2022 opened with a very confident financial performance. For every month of quarter one, 2022, new incorporation figures were similar as healthy as last year and importantly surpassed those of 2019 before the COVID-19 pandemic began to affect the territory, Premier Dr. Natalia Whitley disclosed in the House of Assembly. Premier Whitley said BVI's new incorporation figures up to March 2022 stood at 8,075, a 4.4% increase over the same period in 2021. According to the Premier, there was a 9.9% growth in fee collections by the Financial Services Commission over the same period in 2021. However, for quarter two, the trend displayed a less robust performance. The Premier Whitley said an analysis of this is currently ongoing, but preliminary indications suggest that this might be due to a number of factors. Among those likely reasons was the long-term UK and European sanctions on Russian businesses and individuals, uncertainty of the impact of political and economic tensions between China and the United States on international trade, and business uncertainty due to global inflationary pressure, the Premier said. 
Dominica News Online reports that Dominica's Minister of National Security and Home Affairs, Rayborn Blackmore, says that the government of Dominica is opening to the idea of introducing a sex offender registry and reviewing the age of consent on island. His comments were made at a press conference last week which sought to educate the public on Dominica's Sexual Offenses Act of 2017 revised law of the Commonwealth of Dominica. In light of the recent increase in child sexual abuse cases, many have called for the establishment of a sex offenders registry in Dominica. According to Blackmore, the introduction of the registry was one of the recommendations made during the discussion and consultation held as a part of the review of Dominica's legislation. Blackmore noted there are discussions that are being held to increase the current age of consent from 16 to 18 years old. He said he's never been in support of the school of thought presented by some people to have the age of consent lowered to 14 years. The minister added that Dominica's legislation is very comprehensive in scope, and if all citizens play their part, it would bring about a level of protection and security for minors and other vulnerable groups, which many are calling for. So, of course, that's something we still will consider going forward, he said. According to the report, currently only Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica and Belize have sexual offender registry laws in some form. St. Lucia Times reports that the head of the World Health Organization has declared the monkeypox outbreak a global health emergency. Dr. Tedros Gerbias told the news conference that despite the World Health Organization's committee being unable to come to a consensus, he declared the emergency anyway as a tie-breaking vote. He added the risk globally is moderate, except in Europe where it's high. He said there had been more than 16,000 cases of monkeypox reported to the World Health Organization from 75 countries and five deaths. The declaration by the World Health Organization organization is designed to trigger an international response to the outbreak, which could unlock funding and vaccine sharing. In related news, the St. Kitts and Nevis Observer via agency France Press reports that 95% of monkeypox cases have been transmitted through sexual activity, according to the largest study to date, which also noted new clinical signs such as single genital lesions. The research published in the New England Journal of Medicine last Thursday came as the World Health Organization experts debated whether to classify the outbreak as a global health emergency, the highest alarm it can sound. Led by scientists at Queen Mary University of London, the new paper looked at 528 confirmed infections in 16 countries between April 27 and June 24, 2022. It is important to stress that monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted infection in the traditional sense. It can be acquired through any kind of close physical contact, said first author Thornhill in a statement.
And finally, the Virgin Islands Consortium reports that on Sunday, the U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan issued an executive order declaring a state of emergency in the U.S. territory to mitigate the impact from the unusual high amounts of sargassum seaweed piling up on the U.S. Virgin Islands shore and having a negative impact on water production capabilities on the island of St. Croix. Mr. Bryan also sent a request to U.S. President Joseph Biden's administration to declare a federal emergency on St. Croix regarding the sargasm inundation, Government House said. And teams from the Federal Emergency Management Agency from the United States are expected to be on the ground in the territory on Monday to assist the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands in coordinating a response. According to the administration, because of the sargasm buildup, maintenance efforts have increased to keep the water intake for the desalination plant on St. Croix clear from seaweed and biological debris, resulting from the ecosystem associated with large sargassum blooms. In addition, reduced water production also create a negative effect on the U.S. Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority power generating capacity. While the immediate threat from the sargasm is specific to St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands, preemptive efforts are also underway on St. Thomas to prevent adverse impacts to water production capabilities in that district, the administration said. The territory is monitoring the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration's Caribbean Coastal Ocean Observing System to track and forecast sargasm blooms and potential impacts, and the seaweed is forecast to affect Caribbean waters into mid-October. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, July 25th. I'm Keisha Wallace. Fire! For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.